The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. Yaho, konbawa, minasan. Hello and good evening. Welcome to the Witch Way Spellcast. I am your hostess of the night, Sorceress Chisholm. Welcome, traveler. Take a load off. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. It is November 27th, 2023. It's a Gemini full moon. It's a full beaver moon, by the way. I'll let you have fun with that. So, yeah, welcome to the show. I'm very excited. I've got an interview to play for you a little bit later with my good mate, Sarah Faria. We had a great chat about transitions, phoenixing, and um, interesting fertilizer, among other things. So I hope you will stick around for that interview coming up later on in the show. So first of all, um, yeah, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the astrology. My shtick is I'm a poet, see, and I love mythology. So I thought, well, why not combine the two and, um, you know, play with it, right? I mean, the gods have been playing with us for how long have they been playing with us now? Anyway, I'll let you uh, think about that one too. It's a Gemini energy tonight. So anything could happen. It's a little bit volatile. Mercury, the messenger god, he's the ruler of uh, Gemini and Virgo. And Gemini is an air sign, so it's kind of, it's very uh, mental in all sorts of ways right now. It's it's mentality, it's thinking, it's communicating, it's improvising. Um, it's also, it's the sign of the twins. So there's this uh, polarity, duplicity, the mirror has two faces kind of thing. So I'm feeling my evil twin a little bit tonight. Perhaps you, dear listener, are hearing or seeing or thinking about yours. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to sit with my my twin tonight and uh, see what comes out of us. The royal we, as it were. But yeah, we're going to have fun. I'm just going to be really loose. I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants, actually. I'm totally winging it. So if Mercury's got some stuff for me to say tonight, it's it's all him. But yeah, cheers, everybody. Hope you've got a nice drink. It just went 5 p.m. here and the bells rang here in Tokyo. Just kind of like, okay, everybody, time to go home. Put your feet up. Enjoy your life. Don't take yourself too seriously. It's hard because, you know, it's such a serious world out there. But um, don't be too too sober in, in some ways, perhaps that's what it's about. I've been, I've been looking into um, stoicism recently. That's, that's my jam right now. I've been uh, watching YouTube videos about what it means to be stoic. And it seems to be um, actually really helpful for a monkey-minded person like me. It's really hard to focus and sit still. And meditating in the mornings has been my go-to recently to, you know, do the upload, right? Um, And so, yeah, I've been sort of looking into my own mentality recently, stuff that's been coming up, you know, ways that I behave. Have I been monitoring myself enough? Have I been observing my behavior if I were a specimen or something? You know, trying to be empirical about it, but not too much because I still have to be subjective. So this is the polarity I think that Gemini is all about which is you know it keeps things flexible Gemini doesn't want to be tied down to anything they're very flexible people and very fly by the seat of your pants people I have Gemini in um, my rising sign and my Venus so there you go so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the astro so let's get into it
Okay, so on top of the um, full moon being in Gemini, we up here in the Northern Hemisphere are experiencing our autumnal, late autumn. It's, uh, it's getting a little bit chilly around the edges now. Um, down in the Southern Hemisphere, y'all are getting a little bit frisky because it's like late spring and um, yeah, it's going to be fun um, when I get down there next month. But I digress. Okay, so it's a full moon in Gemini, which is opposing the sun in Sagittarius. Mm, so we've got the thinking and searching axis. This is the thinking searching axis. Sag is also very flexible and likes to be out there amongst it. It's the other mutable sign. Um, opposing Gemini. Sagittarius is the archer. It is a fire sign. It is movement. It is travel. It is exploration. So these two actually work very well together when they can actually see eye to eye. But also they're opposites. So it can be, you know, there's tension there. But there's also like the medicine of one is in the other which is um, a way that uh, April's arcana describes that particular um, polarity between um, signs. So we just came out of the Scorpio-Taurus full moon axis, which, which is bang on mine. So that was, that, was, that was pretty full on, if you recall. It's been a bit of a month. It's been a bit of a bloody month. Um, yeah. Anyway, go and have a listen back to that one if you're interested. So here we are a month on. It's um, Gemini time. And so Gemini is like, hey, all right, what are we, what are we learning about this? You know, what's the, uh, what are the thought processes here? And Sagittarius is like, okay, let me check the encyclopedia on that one. Or let me go and, you know, Google that one or whatever, right? There are so many ways you can learn about something. I've been listening to a lot of Noam Chomsky as well recently. He seems to be my go-to when I don't know what to make of the media. He's very good. He looks like a gnome as well. He's, <laughs> he's fantastic. Noam Chomsky is um, definitely one of the writers that I really resonated with when I was studying the media back in university. So yes, study hard, my friends. Get out there and do some benkyo. Um Yeah, keep an open mind. Gemini wants to stay flexible. Um, and keep it fun, keep it light. Sagittarius is also kind of sort of saying, yeah, but keep it real. Make sure, you know, you do you do the background research. Don't just jump to conclusions, right? Um, very grasshopper and the ant kind of um, story, if you like. Fable, that's a, that's a fable. So, um, yeah, what else have we got? Mercury is also in Sag and so is Mars. So we've got Team Sag, Mars, Mercury and the Sun. So this is activation station. Seriously, we are getting into some, uh, you know, a busier time. Um, the eclipses have definitely done their, their work on us or not, as the case may be, whether it was something that you were working on consciously or subconsciously you know it's all good but this is um yeah expect things to move a bit quicker now um venus is in libra she likes being in libra she is the co-ruler of libra um so she's just having she's reclining goddess right now she's taking a little break which is fine which is important you know this is what women must learn to do right if i were queen of the world i would make friday a day that women don't do anything for anyone else but themselves. <laughs> that, was, that was a random mercurial moment. Um, as you can see, I'm totally winging this. But that's cool. Who else have we got? So it's air and fire. we got a lot of air and fire now, which is nice. Because the last full moon, I don't think there was any fire. I think, no, it was all... <laughs> It was all earth and water. So we're coming back around now. We're getting a breath of uh, fresh air, new life, new energy, a new way of looking at things, new perspectives. Um, and being able to um, 
jump off the karma wheel, as another astrologer, Molly McCord, had recently said in her report. And I thought, yeah, I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to ride that again. I've done, I've done that ride. <laughs> I want to try something else now. What else is in this carnival, right? Um, so, yeah, recognizing a trauma that has been, you know, plaguing you, something that's been in the forefront of your mind that's come up and given you the willies and you're like, hang on, am I still repeating this same old ride? Am I still on this merry-go-round of doom? I mean, come on, really. The trauma process is, I'm not going to say it's done in one go. It's not. It can't be. It's like you got to ride those grief waves, right, when they come out. And everyone's got them. We've all got them. Um, I talk with Sarah Faria about that in the interview. Um, she has a grief circle. And, uh, yeah, it's been something I've been thinking about, you know, exploring. Being able to share the load, right? A lot of us don't do that. So it's a healing process right now. And I think the configurations right now, the gods are helping us out. They're like, okay, you get a breather. But at the same time, you still got to do the work. Okay, we're getting into silly season. Um, On top of all that, we've got, you know, the Christmas, New Year, end of the calendar, Gregorian year of 2023, 24 coming through. So there's that on top of all of this. Um, And it can be a lot. So have a little fun this full moon. Just keep it light. Remember that you... um, are intelligent and that you are wise and that you are curious and these things will get you through um keep a journal do things that mercury would do take care of your hands get a manicure gemini rules the hands um breathe remember to breathe okay it's a flying carpet ride sometimes you know and yeah it's great i think it's fantastic i love this adventure and I have to remember to take take a step and take a breath and take a beat and I think that's all I'm going to tell you about the astro we're going to do a little tarot card now so stick around Shuffling the cards, I'm working with the Harris Crowley Toth deck. It's been a while since this uh, deck has wanted to come out. Let's see, what do we need to learn? What does Hermes Toth want to teach us about ourselves this month myself included and everybody out there who's listening okay I'm going to pull a card here we go okay let's see now Okay, this is a cups card. The Eight of Cups. Mm, This is called indolence. I'm going to describe it for you. So there are eight cups and they are made from, it looks like brass. And they are... It seems to be that they are on the ocean 
and that they are coming out of these pools, these, these small pools that are on the ocean. And in the sky are some heavy gray clouds. There seems to be somewhat of a sunrise or a sunset on the horizon. And these cups are, they look kind of like, they remind me of the, of our inner systems. It, it kind of looks like our respiratory system or our circulatory system. And in two of the cups, these, there are two cups in the middle that seem to be overflowing into the three bottom cups below. And there's the symbol of Pisces at the bottom of this. And in the two center cups, it looks like there are lotuses pouring into the cups, which are then pouring into the three cups below. I know, a very long-winded explanation. This is actually a card I haven't encountered before, and it is telling me that there's a difference between compulsion and indulgence. And this may actually be um, appropriate, considering that I uh, mentioned before that I'm studying Stoicism. This is kind of saying to me, take it easy on the consumption of substances and um, things that are, you know, kind of widely, widely accepted to be, you know, drinking, smoking, partaking of whatever substances are out there, right? Um, it may not be all that it's cracked up to be. So indolence, indolence to me suggests uh, laziness, sloppiness, not being able to tell the difference between one thing or another because perhaps there's a, a, a lapse in judgment or something like that. So it's a bit of a warning card. Eight of Cups. And it's also about changing your mind. It's about, yeah, traditionally um, in the right of weight, it is a figure walking away from cups that are in the foreground and there's an eclipse in the background. And this person has decided that, yep, I'm done. I need to walk away from this. So it could be there's some self-reflection going on. And we did talk about trauma a little bit, and we will be talking with um, Sarah Faria about that shortly. And I think this is a very important card to take into consideration as we go into the silly season with, um, you know, having a drink or two at lunch. Just be mindful of it. Enjoy it, but don't let it become a monkey on your back. So there you go, my friends. This is the card of the month. The Eight of Cups, Indolence. Dear listeners, it is my pleasure to welcome to the Which Way Spellcast my dear friend, Sarah Furuya. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Saoirse. I'm really well, thank you. And thank you so much for uh, letting me come and join your coven. <laughs> oh, of course, by all means. <laughs> Very appropriate. Um, Sarah Faria and I, we go way, way back. We met through mutual friends um, and we were singing together. We did a performance. It was the Dragon Rising performance. Our dear friend mm -hmm. Divya, she's a painter and we did this big collab and we had a musical night of song and harmonies and it was just brilliant. Sarah Furrier is a busy, busy bee. She's doing all <laughs> sorts of amazing, inspirational things around town. And she is not only an executive business coach, she is also the host of the Legends podcast. And she also is involved with uh, grief counseling workshops, among other things. So, Sarah, tell me what is inspiring you right now? <laughs> What's inspiring me? So many things are inspiring me. So, my grief circle super inspires me. That's the place where I think I get to be the most human and the most authentic and the most genuine that I, I ever am because I have to host all these people who are in the most deepest, the deepest 
deepest part of humanity, which is grieving people who have passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a kind of, I would say it's a place where a lot of potent magic happens, but it's, it's, it's serious stuff, you know? And yeah, so that's something that inspires me. The people in there, the way they allow me to hold their stories for them with my partner, Gretchen. Um, Coaching clients always inspire me as Mm. as well. And the Legends on the Legends podcast. I just started the Legends up again and it's all about reinvention and the phoenix coming up from the fire and rising out of the ashes because this, this last, I'd say the last five years have been an interesting five years for me. And this last year has been especially kind of rupturing and insane and I use that word absolutely in the right context here because (laughs) what's inspiring me at the moment most is two things one is sobriety so I've been sober for one year and the other one um, and it's no coincidence that these two things come together is my transition out of my fertile years and into my non-fertile years Mm -hmm. and I'm treating that change which, you know, used to be like in our, our parents' day and our grandparents' day called the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm treating that change like now that I'm kind of out of the other end of the 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 pure insanity and the deep depression and the terrible kind of physical things that were happening to me that was causing uh, severe anemia mm. and which has been treated with potions from my doctor. Yay, potions. <laughs> uh, IV iron, for example, and uh, iron mm. tablets and and uh, hormones, um, and I'm very grateful to those practitioners for their for their um, for, for their powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I'm treating it like a really sacred sacred passage, if you like, from one thing to the next. My face is changing. My hair is changing. Mm-hmm. My body, not not my body shape and size and stuff, not so much. But um, my and I just feel I feel very potent right now. I feel fecund. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It sounds like you're really going through um, a massive transition. What mm-hmm. inspired you to stop the alcohol? Was it a health situation, or was it just a choice, personal choice? That's a great question. Um, I actually have a whole episode on this in my legends, which I recorded about myself talking about that journey. And there's quite a long uh, blog post, a long essay I wrote about it as well, six months in and then one year in. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of, I'm kind of leaving that, like as far as the kind of comments that I make on it, on my own stuff, I'm leaving that there now to mm. kind of go through this transition. But the reason was I can't hand, I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't, um, it wasn't fun for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't drink one drink or three drinks. For me, it was always just one way, a one-way trip to being drunk every time with frequent and unpredictable blackouts. Wow. And and so it was binge drinking. Uh, I think there's two ways to be an alcoholic. One is a binge drinker. And one is, you know, like your day drinking, you know, starts start in the morning. That wasn't me. Mm. Um, God bless those people because that's a, a really hard way to lead a life. Um, but for me, it was, uh, you know, like social or at home drinking, never a glass of wine, always a bottle. Wow. You know, that kind of thing. And I just couldn't, I can't guarantee that I won't get hammered or blackout. So there was no way out of it for me than to find a guide to help me. And that's Kath, who was my first podcast guest of this season mm-hmm. of the, the Legends podcast. And um, shout out to Kath. My, my co- shout out to Kath. She was my <laughs> coach and she helped to coach me out of uh, my my drinking habit. So I just stopped one day. I celebrated my 10 year. I, I love throwing parties and I love celebrating. Mm-hmm. I really love the Dragon Rising that you we did as well. Oh, that was magic. Uh, oh, it was such magic, such, such magic. But I had a yeah, a 10 year in business party down by the sea with a view of the sea in a in a fun. restaurant down there. And then the next day, knowing that I would be hungover, I mm-hmm. had my first coaching session with Kath. And then I had five months with her and completely stopped drinking. And I won't start again until I can absolutely guarantee that I won't uh, go overboard and black out. Mm-hmm. And I can't guarantee that. But the great gift of that is that's very inspirational because I have to feel every single feeling that I have 
to its to its fruition. Right. Um, and um, I I mean, the, the first six months was like thrashing. There was much wailing and gnashing of teeth. It was really, <laughs> really, really hard work. First Christmas at home. And it was just very, it was really tough. Um, yeah. I didn't kind of crave drinking, but I craved the relief that it gives you. The the You know, it's such a brilliant state changer, isn't it? It's such a imbibing is such a treat it's it's so much fun if you can if you can do it well and treat it like a ritual if you like but for me it was just um I wouldn't say it was out of control but I couldn't guarantee I, I, there was no guarantees about which way it would go was I going to be fun drunk Sarah or was mm. I going to be blackout aggressive nutcase mm. Sarah um and I also fell over a couple of times and oh, like, no. hit my head <laughs> you know and you know and things like that, which is just unacceptable to me now. I'm in my 50s. It's not a good look to be stumbling around, sure. falling over, hitting your head, no. causing drama. No. <laughs> that's a wake-up no. call. Yeah, for no, sure. No, yeah? no. And that's not my that's not my yeah. MO. That's not like I'm not proud of that, you know, mm-hmm. but I just think it's good to keep it real. So that was really inspiring. Wow. Yes. Wow, good for you, Sarah. Omedito. Congratulations. Thank you. One year. I'm enjoying a uh, non-alcoholic beer yeah, <laughs> as we do this that's, in a wine glass. That's, that's Actually, that's a very good trick. I've been doing sober Septembers for the last three years and uh-huh. taking the month off. And it is. It's a really interesting test. I've, I find it to be not so much about the alcohol but about the relationship I have with the alcohol mm-hmm. and my ability to, yeah, test my will it's such a willpower thing and it is like what is the relationship that you have with that particular substance like when did you first start drinking who were you with and what was the situation and all of these sort of factors were coming up for me at the time and I mean I'm back on you know um drinking now but I find that it's something that I kind of enjoy just doing on the weekends but I think yeah I I take my hat off to you I think it's really admirable that you've that you've taken yourself to task. It's such a challenging thing for so many people. Mm-hmm. And it does, it does alter your personality um, in mm-hmm. many different ways. So, yeah, congratulations. That's fantastic. Keep going. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't not now. It's not, it's a non-negotiable it's, yeah. for me. Um, sadly, because I think I do really think that imbibing and sitting in groups and we've done it many times and enjoying drinks Mm -hmm. together and, you know, and the, and the state changer that it is, 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 is so, it's such a beautiful ritual, but, you know, I think Mm. British and Aussie drinking culture is pretty, um, drinking culture is, yeah, here in Japan too, it's, it's everywhere. It's expected of you in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, you don't drink? Oh my God. What's wrong with you? But yeah. I'm all right though. I'm good with that. I've got all my, (laughs) you know, I humbly, I humbly accept people's curiosity around it Mm. and comments and silly comments and what have you, but I just, you know, how I can't care about it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. um, a magical way of thinking as well. You know, oh. what kind of uh, environment, what kind of reality do you want to create around yourself kind of thing? And what potions are you putting into yourself <gasps> to bring about that reality? So, yeah, it's a powerful thing. So you wanted to talk a little bit about your transition into, let's say, okay, there's this fantastic word that it's, um, you know, the triple goddess. You've got the maiden, the mother, and the crone, right? Yep. So... I have this really beautiful little wheel and it uh-huh. has not just three, it, it's actually got four states of being for a woman. Yeah. It's not just the maiden, it's not just the mother. After the mother, there is a stage between the mother and the crone oh. and it is, it's spelled M-A-G-A and it could be pronounced mega. I like to call it mega or major if you like. Um, not to be confused with the uh, right-wing political <laughs> nonsense in the U.S. right now, but um, oh, okay. or yeah. MAGA, right? And this mm-hmm. is the stage between, um, yeah, motherhood and cronehood. And, oh. yeah, it's kind of like perhaps around the age of maybe 40 to about 70. And this is kind of, yeah, a stage that I'm in myself right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And so tell us about this journey that you're taking into MAGA-hood. 
amazing megahood megahood it kind of reminds me of um magi as well the magi, magi. and innocence mm. the three kings from the mm-hmm. uh, bible myths you know yeah that's a, a lo- another lovely thought no i love that idea that there's another kind of there's another piece between crone and i love yeah. the word crone but then you know when i was little we'd all go oh look at her she's an old crone mm, and it was it's a bit got a insult. pejorative yeah it's a negative yeah, association absolutely yeah. not okay mm-hmm. so yeah so i am super like so i guess i've been here if i think about it because I remember I was an Eddie Izzard concert uh, concert gig uh, about six years ago, I want to say, and I bumped into somebody who you and I both know mm-hmm. and um, who's a bit more senior to me. She's maybe 10 years, some something around 10 years older than me, maybe a bit younger than that, five or 10 years older than me. And I said something to her and she kind of co- pulled me into a corner and said to me, how old are you? And I was like, 45. She was like, all right. <laughs> she started kind of downloading all this great witch information to me. Potions from Australia, HRT. She was telling me all this stuff that I needed to know. I think I'd said, oh, I don't really leave the house much anymore. <laughs> and she she, she instantly twigged something. Yeah. This girl needs some Something's guidance. Up. She mm-hmm. needs one of the magas, magas. Magas. <laughs> to, to kind of take her. <laughs> I just loved it. I honestly felt like I had been touched by a good witch that night. Um, If you imagine this conversation going on in the voice of the Shinkansen, you'll know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about, yes. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Sarah, come here. Um, (laughs) Next, The next stop will be perimenopause. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so grateful to her. I'm so grateful to Mm. her because... You know, I think in uh, I I think in average in Aboriginal culture in Australia they call it women's business. Mm-hmm, they I, do. I'm not very familiar. I just you know I just have a tourist's knowledge. No, of that that's kind right. Of yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and and I felt like I was in women's business then, in just in the middle of an Eddie Izzard concert during the break. Awesome. You know, somebody had took me to one side and given me their. Under, the, under her wing exactly and I was so grateful and at that point I didn't kind of have any kind of impetus to just go and get HRT or to research like how I can smuggle creams into Japan or anything <laughs> like that but it just stuck with me ah okay here I am right mm. and then 2019 I can remember just being really depressed like properly like I'm having a depression but again I haven't quite twigged I hadn't quite twigged that I was in in this. And then this last year and a half, two years has been like, I would say it's been quite a rupturing experience. It's been, I'm already quite, yeah. And I'm I'm already quite an emotionally spiky person. I don't mean, I don't mean that in a mean way towards myself. I mean, I have like a lot of breadth of emotion. Like I have a very full emotional life. Mm. So I'm not surprised that this is, this, uh, uh, this is kind of, come on quite extreme that my hormones have gone quite extreme in this regard um but yeah there's been a lot of um witching yeah <laughs> there's been a there's been a lot of uh bleeding there's been a lot of um pain there's been a lot of um self-doubt mm-hmm. there's been a lot of mood swings you know, like confidence what did you say mood <laughs> yeah. swings yeah mood yeah. mood swings but like mood swings but a big swing Big swings, more like a pirate pendulum boat. swings. <laughs> yeah, like like from the massive clock, like big Ben pendulum swings, oh. like huge waves of just confusion and difference. Mm. Like I feel like a different person, and I feel like a different person because I'm sober as well. Sure. So it's this kind of double whammy of like sobriety and and uh, this, uh, you know, and and being in this particular transition yeah. from my fertile years into my non-fertile years and this has um you know resulted in me deciding to have a hysterectomy actually and to have my my wow. uterus removed right in December oh wow yeah and um but I'm very glad it feels like uh again I'm treating I've decided to treat this like a sacred transition I live in the hills near the sea so I've decided that I'm kind of like a hill witch and I'm just witch gonna of the hill Yes. And I'm going to kind of um, play this out however I feel like it 
which yeah. has meant a lot of strange things. Like it's meant a couple of, um, like a couple of cuts, mm-hmm. a couple of cuttings of, of folk. Mm-hmm. And it's meant like really pulling myself away from Tokyo where I've had a, a terrific presence for many years. Like I've yeah. had quite a strong presence up there for a lot of years, but just really pulling away from that. Yeah. And at first I felt so lonely and so isolated and I was worried I was isolating myself and what am I doing? And, you know, and COVID was so weird and, oh yeah, uh, you know, and, and, and coming out, I was fine during them because I had a focus because I'm a coach. I had to kind of take care of my clients. So I had a very clear, I had a very clear role and focus then. But when we came out the other side, I was like, what, what am I doing? I didn't want to yeah. do the same things. I didn't want to gather people in the same way. And so did this you, last year, go on. Did you feel like you were spreading yourself too thin? Like you were giving yeah. a lot to, to other people and not enough to yourself? Yes. And, um, but I'm not proud of that. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't take quite, I don't take a lot of, I, I don't feel like, oh, I was given so much. No, but that was part enough. of, that was part yeah. of the reason for your withdrawal. Correct. Yeah, I think right. so. And I think, I think I may have been spreading myself too thin, but also, you know, I had another coach recently who's quite, she's, she's an art therapist and a therapist and a coach. Wow. Great. And she's a bit younger than me. And she said to me, you know, what does, what does self-care look like to you? And this is when I was really in the eye of some emotional storms. Um, and I just said, I don't, I just, I don't know how to answer that question. Mm. I don't know. Mm. But what it actually, I was in the, in the void, what my uh, latest podcast woman, Deanne, Deanne Love, you may know her. Yeah. Hoop star. Hoop Hoop lovers. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Hoop lovers. Yeah. She, um, she talked about the wisdom of the void. So again, a woman who was in her mid fifties had spoken to her while she was giving her acupuncture and she was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm 40 and I'm, and she was like, you're in the void and there's great wisdom in the void. (laughs) And so I can see now that I was in the void then. And now I'm, and that, but I just had to get comfortable there. It's very, when you've been as kind of active and busy and here and there and da 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 and I'm on this around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm on this committee, I'm on this board of directors, mm-hmm. I'm coaching this people, I've got th- I'm running this program for this organization, I'm running all these corporate pro- the, the, you know, you you and then kind of going, you know what, I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to retreat into my transition period. And, mm. you know, it kept coming falling over, drinking too much, mm-hmm. um, you know, setting up retreats for people and then not being able to run them and them having to run it themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there was just a lot of, a lot of stuff that kind of came crashing down on me. But yeah. now from this side of it all, or, you know, I touch wood, so sure I never take it for granted mm-hmm. that things are going to be the same this week as next week, you know? Oh, sure. Um, Anything could happen. From, absolutely for me and clients and yeah. what, whatever else you know but like for for me particularly yeah it's um yeah so I am but here's the thing so if I bring it back to this kind of feeling of just like watching nature mm-hmm. so because I'm in the hills and because I have the the kites the um black kites the black you know the hawks that are on oh, the yeah feel your sandwiches and things yes around in the sky and I watch the sunset every day and I've got plants out there and the hills are literally all around me here so I see like the the leaves changing in the in in the hills and all my plants lose their leaves and the leaves on the tree outside all falling off and this is four years I've been living here now four years this week actually and um and I can kind of see oh, I'm I'm actually part of this, and mm-hmm. I think that's what that's what um, I think that's maybe what the the magic people really understand is we're actually part of nature, and there's a lot going on yeah. in between everything, and you start to sense it more if you really commit to it. Of course, culture wants to pull us back into its own rhythm, which yeah. is fine, and it's important to have one foot in both. Taking stock, being able to just take a breath and breathe in the smell of the season. That's what I love about autumn right now is just that that earthy smell. It just cleans my soul in some way. And I think being able to – and being down by the beach as well, you must have that um, 
you know, smell as well of the, the, the salty briny sea and being in that kind of space must be very, very therapeutic as you're going through this metamorphosis and this event that is coming up for you next month in December will be a part of you that you will be uh, saying goodbye to. So it is somewhat of, um, yeah, and the fact that you're doing your grief circle as well yeah, and letting go of what could have been but wasn't, but the fact that you did so much in spite of that, I think what you're about to go through is something major, Sarah, and I think you're so brave. And I think at the end, the fact that it's at the end of the the year as well, that this is, I know, um, I've, I've got another girlfriend who went through hysterectomy and she, she, yeah, she said it was one of the most visceral experiences of her life. Mm -hmm. Um, so sit with that. I, my, my uterus and I have conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have conversations with your uterus. Uti, I call mine. Uti. Oh, it's Uti. Uti, your beauty. Uti, your beauty. <laughs> your beauty, Uti. Yeah. yeah. So my. Um, um... <laughs> I haven't, but I think I will. I, yeah. I'll maybe do a little countdown with them. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Have a little chat and uh, just say, hey. and they're, they're they're also containing things they shouldn't as well. You know, <laughs> well, they've got that's... they've got things, uh, little things growing in them, and things, things that like you that. don't nothing, want to take with terrible. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing horrible, nothing malignant. Just oh, good. Uh, you know, things that have been causing <laughs> some some really interesting things. But I had mm-hmm. a very odd witchy experience, Sasha, that I'd love to share with you. Which is what I was half asleep you know that um half uh, between dreaming and mm-hmm. sleeping state uh, a wakefulness and sleeping state yeah. and I suddenly got really sad that I wasn't going to have blood anymore yeah and, right. and I felt like I needed to start to water the plants huh? <laughs> I've done that so that's what I've Wait. been doing <laughs> I've been doing that Sneaking out the back in the dark and watering the plum tree out the back. Good fertilizer. <laughs> it's great. They love it. I know. I know. And I just the idea that that's kind of part mm-hmm. of the earth as well. Like that part yeah, yeah. of me is part of the earth. But then I wondered, and I, I'll make the, I'll make it mean this because that's yeah. the kind of space I'm in. And you know, the woman I run, run the grief circle with says, "Let it be huge." you know let it be huge yeah and so um I kind of feel like those little weird messages those little panics I get sometimes I feel like they're my female ancestors Mm. coming to give me information during my half waking state and that I've just decided that you know I've decided that that's what it is it's the generations before going hey yeah. Don't forget to leave yeah. a little bit of yourself in the plum tree. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, it sounds like, yeah, what we've been chatting about, like elders have been coming to you and have been taking you under their wing and have been guiding you on this path um, mm-hmm. through the mega, through the mm-hmm. the phase and eventually to the crone phase. And mm-hmm. I think the more women talk about these things, the more we talk about menopause, the more we talk about hysterectomies, the more we talk about our own bodies, the better informed the younger generations will be and the less Mm. intimidated by it they'll be. I hope so. Yeah, me too. The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. You are listening to The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm, and I have been speaking with Sarah Faria about all things phoenix-like and transitional metamorphosis, big-time shifts, and magic, of course. And I wanted to ask you, Sarah, I asked this to my guests, what does magic mean to you? Oh, just got goosebumps. Um, well, it means goosebumps. <laughs> For me, it means the things that happen outside the verbal and the tactile. Well, sometimes it's tactile. For me, what it means is noticing the things that are happening in between everything else mm. and then making that mean something. So, it means like it, it means that you don't need to talk sometimes. It means that you start things start happening for you in ways that are unexplainable. Um it means that you feel really tuned into nature and 
um, and your heart. And it means, um, for me, it's, it's everything. So, you know, hormones and iron, things that are, are the, you know, the preserves of science usually have allowed me to feel more magic because it's stopped me from feeling knackered and mental. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say mental, I do mean it in that context. I'm not using it pejoratively, you know? So, um, yeah. So, and, and I also just think it's, it, you can make things mean something if you want to. It's fun. It's way more fun to be tuned into things that are happening um, around. And I think it's ancestral. I think it's about looking back and forward and knowing that there's, I'll be forgotten in 50 years time. That's guaranteed, right? I will be forgotten. But, um, I, but the, there's a legacy that I will leave through through generations not my dna but through generations it's nature it's rhythm it's making the mundane sacred it's noticing what happens in the places where you're not wakeful it's sacred okay thank you so much for joining me for this Gemini full moon. Thank you so much to Sarah Furuya for that fantastic interview. It has stirred a lot in me. This whole podcast, I feel like I've just run the gamut just now. It's uh, <laughs> it's the journey, right? It's the ride. Yeah. And um, I'm looking for new rides. It's just a ride, as Bill Hicks once said. Uh, so thank you, Sarah, for the fantastic interview. You can check out sarahfaruya.com, F-U-R-U-Y-A. She's based here in uh, Japan. And uh, the stuff that she's doing just sounds amazing. I am very, very inspired by her story and what she is doing for herself and also what she is offering um, to her community. So thank you. Blessed be Sarah. And thank you for uh, being here and listening to this podcast. I'm getting a bit emotional. And um, there's a lot to think about, which is all about Gemini. Gemini loves thinking about stuff. I guess um, the trick is to strive for clarity. And I'm going to keep on studying that stoicism and uh, taking it as it comes. I'm going to leave you with a, a song. Well, actually, it's an instrumental. This was something that just popped out of my archives just now. It's called Lady Lagonda, and it was recorded in Udunda in South Australia back in 2016, and it was just a random, I'm just going to see what comes through. I was channeling this piano or the piano was channeling me, or vice versa, whatever. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it, and um, thank you so much. I wish you all the best for the rest of 2023. I will be joining you again in 2024. I'm going to be in Australia, in Melbourne, and Adelaide, and in Queensland between December and January over the Christmas, New Year's holiday, and I'll be doing a show in Melbourne if you're in Melbourne on December 15th. I'll be at Voodoo Love Child Bar in uh, Balaclava down in St Kilda with my dear friend Hilda Green, who I interviewed here um, a couple months ago. So we're going to be jamming out like a couple of Jills and um, who like to get their thrills. And so perhaps I'll see you there. Um, but in the meantime, a blessed solstice to you all. And uh, I wish you all the best. Blessings and farewell.